0: And welcome to Bring More STEAM. I'm your host, Rob Breyer, and today I'm sitting here with Kim Colazzo, STEAM teacher extraordinaire over at Robbins Elementary. So we're going to get going here in a few seconds, sit back, and enjoy our show. So as I was saying, we are joined today by Kim Colazzo, and she is a STEAM teacher over at Robbins Elementary. Kim has been an educator for 28 years. She has experience teaching fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, and she currently holds an NC license in regular education, special education, and AIG. She has her national board certification, and she was awarded the NC State Keenan Fellowship to create multi-user immersive online science games for elementary school students. She has a passion for integrating technology and engineering in relevant ways, and she has recently received her Level 1 Google certification. She currently works as a STEM lab teacher over at Robbins Elementary School here in Moore County Schools, and you can learn more about her by visiting her website, KimColazzo.weebly.com. So, Kim, how are you today?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm excellent, and I'm happy you're here.
1: Thank you. And
0: it's always a pleasure to talk to you. So we're going to begin our show with just three simple or just a couple of different questions. But the first question I have for you, what are three skills that you think are most important for students to be successful in school and in life?
1: Well, the three that come to mind, the first, um, I think, is empathy, Um, you know understanding others and understanding where others are coming from and being able to build those relationships with each other. Um, I think especially in the world we live in today, it's important for students as well as adults to um, kind of see the viewpoint of a different a person who comes from maybe a different background than you come from and develop that empathy so that you can um, have relationships and, and be able to work together. Um, and that leads right into um, the next one that I was going to mention, which is communicating and collaborating. And I think um, having the opportunity to Um, have a STEM lab or STEM um, engineering uh, activities allows our students to develop those skills. They need to learn how to work in groups and how to share materials and how to be able to communicate their ideas effectively with each other. Absolutely. And then um, finally, going back to the engineering lessons, just um, building that sense of perseverance that um, failure isn't a bad thing and that um, you know, students and adults on, constantly fail. And that's where the real learning happens. And so just helping them to understand that it's okay if things don't go well the first time around, um, that it's in, you know, doing it maybe a second or third time that you actually um, learn some really cool things and persevering.
0: And I, I tell kids that you didn't fail. It's a learning experience. Exactly. And so um, even with discipline, like it's something you need to learn from. You keep building upon mistakes that you make, but you don't ever fail at anything. And being able to work past, I think there's a great skill for our students to get into because everything we tried doesn't always work the first time. And mm-hmm. it's great for students to be able to see us as adults when we make mistakes or when we fail at something and how we learn from it and come back and re- and redo it. So um, I think there's, those are perfect answers. Um, I was really impressed when I saw the show notes and you did an excellent job of answering them. Do you have any routines that you do every day that you think directly impacts and has makes it more of an impactful day for our students? Uh,
1: I think uh, one of the things that I've noticed that's made a big impact um, on the population at our school is that I, dr- I address all of the students that come into the STEM lab, or even when I see them in the hallway as engineers. Um, I think if they develop that sense that they're an engineer even if they're mm-hmm. in pre-K, because I have pre-K all the way through fifth grade students. Um, every time they come into the lab, you know, I start our discussion with, okay, today engineers, we're going to be working on whatever it is. Or if I see them in the hallway, I love the way you're walking down the hallway, engineers. Um, and I think uh, they have kind of developed that self-confidence and that sense that they are actual engineers. I had a second grade teacher pop in the other day and tell me a story about how she was reading a book about um, some people that were building a bridge, and she was talking about their bridge building. And one one of her students piped up and said, oh, my goodness, they're engineers just like we are. So that, you know, that they have taken on that persona that Mm -hmm. they are actual engineers at a young age. Just that makes me really happy. And I think that's been a a ritual that has um, impacted the way they think about themselves. Um, and we also continually refer to um, the engineering design process, no matter whether they're in their reading class or their math class or a STEM challenge.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Just,
1: just knowing that, you know, there's always steps that you have to go through. You ask a question, you imagine what it's going to look like, you plan out, you know, what you're going to do. And then you actually go through and with the build or create or or solve the math problem and you see if it worked and you, you may have to work through that process again. that it's just a continual cycle.
0: And so I recently had the privilege of going out to visit Kim out at her school and uh, get to actually see what she's doing over at Robbins Elementary. And in the show notes, I noticed that you put down organization. And I can tell you, like, when you walked into Kim's classroom, it was just so organized. Everything was labeled and marked. And as a teacher at that school, I can only imagine, like, it must be so nice to be able to walk in your room because you know right where everything is.
1: I think that's so important, especially when there's so much going on in the STEM lab, mm-hmm. um, whether it's my regular STEM classes or another teacher that has booked the lab to come in and do a lesson um, with her students or his students. Um, just having everything organized, it it really helps, especially with like the classroom management issues that mm-hmm. might come up if you don't have everything organized. So a lot of times I'll stay late after school, just getting things ready for the next day because it makes the next day go so much more smoothly.
0: Yeah, I find that even as a principal. I'm like, sure. I, <laughs> I will stay a couple minutes extra just to go and lay out everything for the next morning, but at least when you walk in the next morning, you're not overwhelmed by what you left there the day before. And I just think that's so important because anybody can walk right in and pick up right where you left
1: off. Exactly. And I think the kids notice that. The mm-hmm. kids feel more comfortable being in there because they know everything has its place and everything's going to run smoothly.
0: Well, that's great. So can you tell us a little bit about Robbins? What, tell us a little sure. bit what's going on there. I'd love to
1: tell you about Robbins. Um, Robbins has about 430 students right now. Uh, 88% of our students receive free and reduced lunch um, and then we also have a really unique population in that 55% of our kids are English language learners. Um, a lot of our students come from Spanish-speaking families. And so um, given both of those percentages, a lot of our students um, do not have the opportunities that other families may have. And so this is where the STEM lab has really become an important part of our school. Um, the students love coming to STEM because a lot of them don't have the materials or the opportunities um, mm-hmm. to engage in building those kinds of things at home, so it gives them, um, you know, an opportunity that they wouldn't otherwise experience. A lot of times, um, <laughs> it has really leveled the playing field for a lot of our students. Uh, One story that comes to mind is that we had um, a little second grade girl that had just moved from Mexico. And when she came in with the class, I didn't realize that she had just come from Mexico and did not speak a word of English. Um, But you would not have known it because when we broke out the robots and they were all coding and, you know, with coding being a totally different language for all of the kids, um, whether they spoke English or Spanish, they were having to learn this coding language. And so her her language ability did not hold her back. And I see that a lot of times, too, with um, students that may have difficulty with academics, um, the the engineering challenges and the STEM challenges. Um, they kind of bring out those skills um, that the the kids might have where, where they may not have strength in reading or math.
0: And it's that equity piece in education. In fact, we've been talking about that a lot in some of the Twitter chats I belong to. And so it, it, I just think there's STEAM has such a benefit in education, and it allows every child, no matter what your background is, to just get into something and build something and make something. And it's like you said, I thought the story was fantastic because it doesn't matter what, where you're from or what language you speak. Like everybody can kind of get into the different projects that you're doing.
1: Exactly. And, uh, and it really helps them build their confidence.
0: It does. You know, where they
1: don't have confidence, maybe in the regular classroom, you know, they know they're a good maker or a mm-hmm. builder or problem solver.
0: And those are important skills as they get older. Exactly. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, so why do you do what you do? Why did you want to become a STEAM or STEM education teacher?
1: Well, for many years, um, I was a regular classroom teacher, and I always had a passion for technology. So I was always the teacher that hogged the um, laptop cart when laptops first came out. I was guilty of that, (laughs) yes. And then uh, in my other county, we were were lucky enough to go one-to-one with um, little netbooks when they first came out. Um, So I I was always doing a lot of online um, things with my students, but um, as I saw what Moore County was doing right next door. And I noticed, you know, all the robotics and engineering focus that Moore County had, um, that really drew me in. And I was lucky enough to get a job here about four years ago. And so the more I learned about the robotics and the coding and, and, and the engineering process, um, that really became my passion and was really happy to work with, um, the, the digital integration facilitation team here. Mm-hmm. And when it's an open group, it is, it's a wonderful group. And I'm, I'm really glad to still be a part of it. Um, my principal, Kim Bullard, has allowed me to remain on that team as well as be a full-time STEM teacher at the school. Um, so, you know, it's just kind of been a little – a great niche for me.
0: That's fantastic. Um, so when, you know, we're looking at this here, like I'm looking at the show notes. And one of the things I know she said about being one-to-one at your old district, people have a mindset that when you come, when you do a STEM lab or a STEAM lab, like you have to be using technology how would you change the mindset of those people? Like, what would you have to say to those people?
1: Right, so uh, I think a lot of times STEM, a lot of the lessons that we do in my STEM lab don't involve technology at all. They might involve um, just dollar store items like popsicle sticks, uh, pipe cleaners, you know, cotton balls. There's all kinds of different engineering design process um, challenges that we can do that don't involve any technology at all. So I think for, you know, for labs that are in, or schools that are intimidated to start a STEM lab because they don't have the robots or they don't have the iPads, um, you can still get started very, you know, inexpensively with just um, hands-on materials where the kids are building things and, and trying to solve problems that way.
0: That's fantastic. So, um, you know, looking at what you're doing, what would the perfect day look like for you?
1: Um, I'm, I'm happy to say and lucky to say that there have been a lot of really good days at work um, in the STEM lab. Um, I think I especially like, you know, that the students come excited. They, they are, they see me in the hallway and they say, is today our STEM day? Is today our STEM day? They just, they love to be involved with the idea of being an engineer um, and solving problems. And we are lucky enough to have a lot of um, robotic elements. And and of course, kids just dig into that. But um, <laughs> you know, there's great engagement. Um, so that, you know, a lot of the, t- a lot of times the classroom management is not an issue because they are so engaged in what mm-hmm. we're doing because it, you know, it's, it's right up their interest alley. Um, and then because they love it, And working in an elementary school, which is why I love working in elementary, I get lots of hugs and high fives. So that's a perfect day for me.
0: (laughs) Honestly, it's one of the things I love about my jobs. You get lots of hugs. You could have the worst day, but as soon as you get around those kids and you get those hugs and the high fives, your day instantly improves. Yeah, exactly. What do you think parents and our community members need to know about STEAM and STEM education?
1: Um, I think it... I think it's important to know that that STEM isn't like a standalone thing. It's it's really a way of learning that carries over into everything. Um, you know, thinking about the design process that that we use during our engineering challenges that that carries over into reading, that carries mm-hmm. over into math, it carries over into when you go home and you're doing your chores. Um, what process are you going to use? So I think it's it becomes part of a way of life. It's not a standalone. Um, and, and something that we've already talked about that it doesn't have to involve expensive technology. Absolutely. I mean, it can involve, you know, sticks from the backyard. What can you build out of that? What can you make out of that? What problem can you solve using the materials that you have at hand? Um, and then I just, I just really believe that giving our students, um, this advantage of having a STEM curriculum and a STEM, um, opportunity is going to prepare them for, for what it seems like employers are looking for out of, um, kids, you know, coming out of high school and college these days. And if we can, you know, have our preschool kids already thinking that they're engineers, just imagine the doors that will open for them when they have that mindset, when they're adults.
0: And absolutely. And I mean, at Cameron, so we, like part of our motto is that like, we believe that we need to engage students, get them excited about learning to help them excel in life. And that's the whole piece is finding ways to engage them and make that learning fun. Um, you know, and I, and I, I think sometimes as as educators, we get so caught up in the curriculum and what it says in our pacing guides that we miss some of the fun pieces that are going to attract students and really kind of get them thinking. Um, I saw a great project, and I'm just going to talk about it real quick, but I have a fifth grade teacher. Her name is Dana Wyckoff, and they read um, this book, and it was about a young boy who got into a plane accident. He was lost in the woods. and So they read this book, and they, they were going through the book, and then she did this project-based learning unit where the kids actually – like you said, went out in the backyard and found sticks and created materials at their homes and brought them in to present them to their class that would have helped this, that child who was lost in the woods, that would have helped him survive in the woods.
1: Wow. What an awesome lesson. And it
0: was just, a, and it was so great. And it was so neat to th- see the things that they brought in and the things that they thought about. Um, we had one student who designed a resource pack to take like whenever you travel that had just like little, like had a bag of rice and it. it had a flint and it. it had like all kinds of stuff. So like when you're out in the middle Like when you're just traveling, like if something were to happen, like you have some food, something to go and make clean water um, that you could just, it was small and they could take it right with them. So it was really interesting to watch the kids think through the process. Right. And so. um,
1: Great life skills.
0: Absolutely. So it is, um, you know, being an educator and being a principal and getting in the classrooms, like that is one thing that I love to see is I love that moment when they're up there talking about it. And you can see all their kids' eyes just light up like, oh, this is such a great idea. Um, Watching kids create. Is like one of the best experiences as an administrator. So,
1: well, I agree as a teacher as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, when it comes to concerning you know STEM or STEAM education, what has ch- what have you changed your mindset about over the past few years? What's um, changed?
1: I think I think when I first when they were first talking about having a STEM lab, I I pictured it more as just kind of a standalone class. You know, you would come to the STEM lab. We're lucky enough to have it as one of our specials and Mm -hmm. our specials rotation. Um, But it has really taken off from there. The classroom teachers have really bought into the idea of bringing the design process back to their classrooms. Um, They're doing a lot more STEM um, and, and engineering challenges built right into, you know, their regular curriculum. So, and just the thought that it's, it's an overall mindset for life. It's, it's not just this class that I'm going to go down the hall and take. It's something I'm going to have with me and have as, you know, my perspective throughout everything that I do in life. So that has really changed for me. Um, at first I also thought about it, you know, I always wondered, is this just the next fad is this? The next thing mm-hmm. that's, that's coming around in education, and having been in education for twenty eight years now, you know I've seen a lot of things come and go.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: and and I don't think that is the case with STEM. I I know it's a big buzzword now, but I think it's because it's so important, and I think it's going to stay with us. I don't think it's a fad.
0: And that's the thing. I mean, STEM is yeah, it's it's a term, but the process behind it is never going away.
1: Exactly. You will
0: always need that in every job that's out there like you said, I mean, even just going home and doing chores, you were using the engineering or STEM process. Mm-hmm. And so just reflecting on what you're doing and how could you do it better? And so like, I, I agree hundred percent with you. It's never going away. And I think it's always been there. And I think now it's just being brought to the forefront. Like these are skills that our children need.
1: Right. So. And I think, I think also along going along with that, um, I think a lot of times we don't realize how much students can actually do, mm-hmm. especially when you know when I when I was told, um, well, you're also going to have some preschoolers, and I've always taught well most of the time I taught fifth grade, and I thought. I don't know what those preschoolers are going to be able to do but <laughs> if you throw a challenge out there even if you think it's going to be too difficult they always either rise to the occasion or go well above it. I mean I'm always astounded by what our kids can do if we just give them the opportunity, give them some time to play around with the idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is amazing what young children can come up with.
0: Absolutely. Like and it doesn't like I agree 100% with you because it doesn't matter what classroom you walk into it is so neat. Um, we, when we visited your school, we walked into your kindergarten teachers and I can't remember her name and I apologize for that. Ms. Rivero. Yes, Ms. Rivero. And she had them doing this project and it was so every student in that class was, even though they might not have been the ones working and upfront presenting at that moment, every student's eyes were on those kids because they were just so engaged and so excited about what was going to happen next and what were the kids building and making. Um, so I just, I think it's such a powerful tool. And I think more teachers really, and I'm finding here with my staff, like more people are starting to become more accepting of it and really wanting to learn more about it. Um, Project-based learning STEM, they all kind of tie in a little bit together because they're all going around that whole idea of engineering process. Mm -hmm. But I think the number one thing that we're doing with our kids is they're not just creating, but we're having them talk about it and present it and kind of like selling their idea. And I think that's, such a strong tool, because when they get into high school, um, I know when when I went to high school and I had to take public speaking, and I was terrified, right. And it took me many years to overcome that fear. We're already having them do it in kindergarten, first grade. Like these kids are already natural speakers by the time they get to fourth and fifth grade. It just becomes something that they just do on a regular basis.
1: Exactly. And I think it's so important. And I think, you know, it, when you when you hear from um, employers in mm-hmm. the workforce, that is one of the top skills that they're looking for, people that can communicate well. And Absolutely. So like you said, if, if ours can communicate in the elementary schools already, just imagine what it's going to be like when they get into high school.
0: And I'm so excited to see what our kids that are going through the elementary school now, what they do in the future. Oh, Cause it, I think our kids are gonna, gonna be so be. impressive and
1: yes, it's going to be amazing.
0: Yeah. And I'm really excited for it. So as we start wrapping up here, why don't you tell me real quick, what is your favorite steam or STEM lab lesson?
1: Uh, I, well, there have been lots of really fun ones that we've done at, at Robbins. We really try to tie in a lot of literacy, so we have we've written some grants to get a lot of um, books, picture books, into the STEM lab okay. um, because we want to help build, especially with a lot of our students just learning English. We want to help them develop, you know, a strong vocabulary. Absolutely. So a lot of our engineering challenges um, relate to a book um, that they've either read in the media center the week before, or I will read it before our STEM lesson. But the other ones that really stand out are the ones that are really more relevant to what is happening in the real world, which I think is also very important. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, we recently with the hurricanes that came through, um, we ha- broke out the Sphero robots, which are a ball shaped robot that you mm-hmm. control using an iPad. Um, and so we, I just brought in a bunch of hurricane debris actually from my yard, sticks and leaves and, um, trash that had, you know, <laughs> blown around through with the hurricane Just brought in, huge bag of it in and we put it in the middle of the room and the students had to work in teams to um develop some kind of um, contraption that would attach to their sphero robot and be able to collect as much of the hurricane debris and bring it back to their team's um area and so it was kind of a competition of course kids always love competition but they all had to you know work through the design process and engineer something that would pick up the trash
0: and it was so neat watching your kids um Miss Clauso posts a lot of stuff on her Twitter page and it's so neat to watch her page and watch some of these activities kids were doing. That was one of my favorite watching those kids as they, you know, pushing these little Spiros around the room and they're just cleaning up all this stuff. And it's like, yes. <laughs> and it's like, wow, you know, can, can they come to my house? Cause I had a lot of cleanup to do after that hurricane. So
1: there was a hundred percent engagement that day. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So if you could have any piece of technology for your lab, what would it be?
1: Uh, I think if I was just starting out, um I would definitely want the Wonder Workshop Dash Robots. Um we do a lot with Dash Robots. Yes, so there's do. a lot that you can do. The the kids can just free drive them or you can learn to code them. You know, there's a lot of different things that you can add on to them. Um either that or the spheros, one mm-hmm. or the other or both, um, because they're both so adaptable to any challenge that you can think of to set up with your kids. Um Right now, because we have been so fortunate at Robbins with funding um, and grants and things, um, I would really like to expand our 3D printer program. We received a grant to do um, some global collaboration. So we have a small 3D printer. Mm -hmm. But I would really like to... Involve our kids more in uh, the 3D design um, process. Um, we we actually are working with a company right now called BlocksCAD. Okay. Um, yeah. Because we had worked with Tinkercad before, mm-hmm. where they were designing 3D elements, um, but BlocksCAD actually uses block coding to do the 3D design. Oh, that's neat. And so they're going to let us pilot um, their project uh, a little bit, and and that way the kids that are already, they already know how to block code because of our robotics mm-hmm. and working with scratch and programs like that in our lab. Um, you know, this kind of fits right in with that, with that and we can expand our 3d printing a little bit more than we have been.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: Yeah. We're looking forward to that.
0: Wow. Well, I wish you all the best of luck on that and look forward to seeing a lot on Twitter about Thank
1: it. Thank you. We'll be sharing.
0: <laughs> so what resources do you utilize, um, to help you grow and expand your knowledge about steam education?
1: Uh, definitely the first would be Twitter. Um, uh, my Twitter feed is is mostly unless the Packers are playing. My Twitter feed <laughs> is all education, <laughs> and so um, I fall. I have been lucky enough to be on Twitter um, for several years and have developed um, a, a bunch of STEM teachers around the country and around the world, really, that I follow. Mm-hmm. So I, I usually hop on there at night and just kind of surf the surf the Twitter feed and come up with at least five new ideas of what. Um, people are doing in their STEM labs and what's working with their kids and get great new ideas. So Twitter is definitely my number one go-to. Same here. And in Moore County, there are more and more wonderful teachers posting what they're doing. There's so much great, so many great things going on in Moore County and people are tweeting it out. So I'm happy about that.
0: As as am I, yes. And, And that's the thing, like I'm following more and more teachers from Moore County over the past couple of years. And it's Great to see more of them starting to utilize this great tool.
1: Yes, there are great things going on. Um, and then the second thing is conferences. It, it's really I, I've been lucky to have administrators that have been supportive of me going attending conferences mm-hmm. um, because I think it's important that we kind of step out of our own little comfort zone and and see what you know other schools and other districts are doing and and gather new ideas that way and bring them back to our staff and our students.
0: That's one of the things I love about uh, NC ties. Yes, because. I love the student section and that student piece where the kids are presenting the different projects they're working on.
1: Yes. Cause you go and you just get
0: such great ideas. But again, it's that you can sense their excitement about what they're working with and what they're doing. And for me, that's just such a powerful feeling as an educator is just looking at these kids and, it could be just a simple little thing, but watching them get so excited, telling you about what they built or what they created, and right. that's, that's a neat part for me.
1: And again, going back to their communication skills, that they can communicate yes. with these hundreds of adults that are filing by, you know, their booth. It's just amazing. And, um, and it, it's so
0: neat because like they'll just walk up to you and yeah, they'll just start talking afraid. to you. About it and they are not <laughs> afraid. They don't care what your title is, who you are, where you're from. They just walk up to you like, hey, you want to hear about what this project I created? It's just such a powerful thing. So if you've never been to NC Ties, I highly recommend that you get out there and and kind of just check out what they're doing out there.
1: Absolutely. And the other one that I would recommend if you've never gone is uh, NCAT. NCAT is offering more and more STEM um, weeks. And so um, I know Moore County Schools is very supportive of our teachers going to NCAT. And so definitely surf their calendar. And like I said, they have a lot more STEM offerings. And um, they're, they're just fantastic.
0: And yeah, we just, in fact, I just had a couple of teachers who just went to NCAT recently and uh, they came back and they were just so excited about what they learned and what they brought back to school. So Good. So Kim, thank you so much for being a part of Bring More STEAM. Um, this is a new podcast and I just appreciate your knowledge and just you sharing your expertise. Um,
1: thank you for inviting me.
0: It's just a pleasure to be able to sit here with you. So do you have any parting words or advice for those looking to explore STEAM education?
1: Um, I would just say if you're a classroom teacher that's listening, um, if you are not already on Twitter, make sure you get on and just, you know, um, search for teachers that are either STEM teachers or regular classroom teachers at your grade level. There's so many great ideas out there. Um, If you're an administrator that's listening, um, please continue to encourage any STEM that's going on at your school. Um, Reach out to any of us. We'd love to have you come visit or um, share ideas. And then if you're a community um, member that's listening to the podcast, um, please come and visit a school because I know when we all went to school, school was a very different thing. And there are so many exciting STEM things going on in schools these days. Come and visit and see what's going on in your local school. And if you can support us at all, we really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. I love that. So Bring More STEAM Podcast wants to thank you, the listener, for taking time to learn more about the great things happening here in Moore County schools and in STEAM education. Kim, Thank you for just being awesome. And for your kiddos here in Moore County Schools, we are very lucky to have you here. Um, I know your principal, Kim Bullard, I'd like to say thank you to her for as well for allowing you to come over here and talk to me today. But they're very lucky to have you. And thank just you. seeing the things you've done at your school, I just wish you continued success in it. So I highly recommend that you follow Kim on Twitter. And her Twitter handle is at K-C-O-L-L-A-Z-O. So that's k Collazo. And you'll see some great things on her Twitter feed, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, So I wanted to say thank you again for listening to us today. Um, We greatly appreciate having you all um, here to listen to us. And coming up very soon, we will have um, Ashley Larsman, and she is at Aberdeen Primary, and she is also, I believe, a STEM lab teacher as well. So I'm excited to have that coming up. So thank you so much. Have a great holiday, and everybody enjoy your break.